Hi there, Commercial Construction Coffee Talk fans. Thanks for tuning in. My name is David Corson. I'm the uh, editor publisher of Commercial Construction and Renovation Magazine and also host of our new podcast, once again, called Commercial Construction Coffee Talk. I'm sitting here with Bill Moberger from Construction One, a leading uh, commercial construction contractor, also part of the Retail Contractors Association. Say hi, Bill, to all our fans out there. How do you do? How's everybody doing? Well, you know, I'm in Georgia. I'm out of Atlanta, Georgia. You're up in Ohio. And uh, like uh, everybody else, probably in the country, we're all hunkered down, you know, listening to the government and uh, the local municipalities to uh, stay safe and so forth. I work out of my house, so I'm kind of used to being hunkered down and getting things done. But uh, it's uh, Groundhog Day. Without uh, sports, I don't even know what day it is, to be honest with you. I, I agree. It's been crazy. But I really appreciate you, you know, fitting me into your schedule. We just wanted to find out a little about your history, your firm, and so forth, so our uh, fans out there can uh, get a gist of uh, your company. And um, we'll go from there. So tell me, uh, where are you from and how you got into uh, construction? Well, we are out of Columbus, Ohio, and we are literally just starting our 40th year in business. We are a family-owned business. There was two brothers, myself and my father who uh, started the business. It's now got to the point where it's now myself, my children who are no longer children. Uh, they're all in their 30s and 40s at this point. So I have my two son-in-laws, my two sons, and one of my daughters in the business. And my wife is also in the business. She owns the business along with myself. But uh, we, like I say, we started 40 years ago. We started in... Uh, trying to get things going in the general construction business and uh, went through a bunch of different uh, parts and pieces. We did renovation of small places. We did residential. We did small homes. And then really back probably about 25, 30 years ago now, we started to get hooked into more and more commercial. And uh, as the commercial developed and was a good thing for us, uh, we hooked on with a couple of uh, big retailers, one of them being out of Columbus, Ohio, which was the Schottenstein family and the Schottenstein organization. And that's really where we kind of got our lift and they helped to promote us. We did a lot of work for them and have done a lot of work for them over the years between their American Eagle, their DSW, Value City. We were heavily involved with them. And as that developed, and, and that was a great relationship, we were able to develop more and more relationships with more retail vendors and what have you, and have done lots of stores. So at this point, we're doing the Abercrombies, the Joann's, the uh, American Eagles, and people like that. And it's been a great run. And uh, like I say, it's a family-owned business, but we have a fabulous staff, great people. And that's really what's put us where we are today. When you graduated high school way back when, I know you're only 26, but... uh, Correct. Correct. uh, But when you got out of school, did you uh, study construction or... I lived up in Michigan at the time, went to high school in Michigan, and ended up going to Michigan State. Both my wife and I did, so we're Spartans. Spartan. No, Spartan. Uh, Yep. So we uh, turned out after we graduated, we ended up moving down to Ohio, which was a culture shock for us. And and we're now living in Columbus and have lived here for 40 years, so we have to fend off all the uh, Buckeyes that are down here. Oh, uh, sure. Including my children and my grandchildren, who... uh, don't seem to understand that the Spartans should prevail, but uh, they think, and everybody down here thinks it's, it's Buckeye country, but we tell them it's not. But uh, I studied business uh, in Michigan State. was not really involved with construction other than helping my dad do stuff and whatnot, so I didn't have a, a real 
big background, but I was always interested in it. It was something I liked to do. And then we just determined that, you know what, this is a business that we thought we could uh, run as a business and we could, you know, make sure we had good people around us who did understand more of the nuts and bolts and what have you and, and grew it that way. And over time, we've obviously got to know more and more about it. But really, it's our people who are the construction experts. And as far as I'm concerned, we've got the best between superintendents, project managers, estimators, the whole shebang there. We've got approximately between 65 and 70 people that are working for our company. And uh, I'm really, like I say, these are the people that make this machine happen and, and make us successful. Hey, listen, you're only as good as the people that you have. Uh, you Absolutely. can't do everything yourself. That's just the reality, whether you're a small or big business. I mean, people Absolutely. make it make the engine go down the track. Without them, you're status quo. Yeah, Absolutely. Without a doubt. Without a and, doubt. And, and I know, you know, being in construction, all, everybody wants to get a hold of your subs and your supers and, uh, because uh, good ones are hard to find and they're at a premium. Absolutely. And that's, been, that's really been the challenge, particularly over the course of the last uh, several years. Our growth has been really great. We came out of 2008, which was obviously difficult for everybody. But we picked up pretty quick seeing we're a national and we work all throughout the country. Uh, so that helped us quite a bit. But we have really grown about as quickly as we possibly could have. And that was based on the fact that uh, we wanted to make sure we only hired the best people. And we're just going to get warm bodies out there. And so that really is kind of what controlled some of our growth, even though it's been really significant over the last, uh, particularly four years. Mm -hmm. uh, we've jumped 20 plus percent every year, but it, it was manpower. And that was because we really wanted the best and it was hard to find. So obviously this year started out, uh, the stock market was at, a, at an all-time high, unemployment, trying to find people and so forth to, you know, whether you're a PM or superintendent and so forth, you know, good ones, but everybody was healthy. Uh, March came around, and I just wrote about it in my column that it was like getting hit by a two-by-four with rusty nails, and everything did stop dead in its tracks. We've got mm -hmm. some construction projects that are going on here locally, but uh, for the most part, so a lot of the contractors and so forth that I've spoken with, architects, engineers, even some of the brands, everybody's in a contingency mode trying to figure out with the virus, not even with the legality in the contract, now, let's say uh, you have a PM that goes on the, on the site and he gets yeah. infected and then he goes and infects someone else and that person passes. Uh, who's liable and so forth? And this whole thing is just uh, open up a can of worms just for the attorneys to make life even more miserable with uh, additional paperwork. I hate, and I'm not against the attorneys. Don't get me wrong. But even myself, I'm an event guy. I have to deal with the hotels and my force majeure contract and CDC level, green, yellow, or red. And it's been a learning experience over the last couple of, of weeks. And I know that we're, you know, we're both in the same boat. And uh, I, I was just curious on how you've uh, handled the shutdown of the country with your ongoing projects, et cetera. How have you handled it internally? Well, that's a good question. We started off the year with a bang. Everything was came out of the chute very fast, very quick. And then per my perfect planning, my wife and I went to the Middle East uh, the 1st of March when things were just beginning to trickle, but it was still pretty good here. Got there and we were supposed to be there for two weeks. And uh, as we got there, everything was just ratcheting down and ratcheting down. And where we were there, we were hearing about it, what was happening in the U.S., and also, obviously, Europe, which was really taking a blast. So we were kind of 
hearing it on a regular basis. And so we ended up coming home about uh, two days early, got back on the 13th of March. And by that point, things were really coming uh, kind of unhinged. Fortunately, we are in live in Ohio. Our governor really took the bull by the horns, Governor DeWine. Yeah, I've seen him on the medical, TV. Mm-hmm. Yep, and his medical person. And, you know, I think a lot of people thought uh, here that, you know, boy, it seemed like it's pretty conservative and are we kind of going over the top? But as it's turned out, I think he's really proven that uh, he did the right thing and people here were already starting to adjust. So when we got home, fortunately, again, our staff and the people in our management group had already teed it up for me when I got back here and was giving me some good feedback. So we made the determination that weekend that we were going to start working remotely from home, all of our management people. Our IT person put everything together prior to that. And again, they had really worked hard way back. And we had gone a lot of our stuff we could do remotely because we do have people working from all over the country. We have people up in Chicago. We have people, uh, and these are project managers in Boston, Connecticut. Mm -hmm. So they had to do it. So we were already ahead of the curve, fortunately, but they really took this to another level. So by the time I got back, we started that Monday morning, we were already on Zoom. We were able to tee it up on Zoom and we were able to connect with everybody. So we have a management meeting every every morning at nine o'clock that we go through everything that's happened the previous day and what we anticipate the next day. And that's been really helpful and it's really been worked out well. And fortunately for us, uh, most of our projects, we have been able to maintain. We've had oh, wow. several, obviously, that we were able to wrap up. I think we've ended up with approximately close to 30 projects running all over the United States when this thing really started to swell. A few of them wrapped up. And I think we've ended up with about three or four, uh, those being in New York City, which you can imagine. Oh, yeah. L.A. I think there were a couple in L.A. and one in New York. So there were three or four projects that we literally, and one in Toronto, Canada that we ended up having to shut down over the course of the last few weeks. But the remainder of our projects, 20 plus, we have been able to maintain and keep them going. And I think the biggest reason is between our safety people, our HR people, they got again out ahead. They were following CDC protocol and what was recommended. Uh, So we have not had to shut those down. We've been able to keep going with the cooperation of communities and working within their thoughts and ideas of how they were doing it. So we're doing remote inspections for some cases. Uh, we're doing third-party inspections, again, depending on how they set it up. But we've been very fortunate in that our guys, our superintendents in particular, have maintained very safe work sites. We have had nobody come down with the virus, which obviously is key. We maintain the safe distancing. We've got masks. We've got wash stations, particularly in some of our field operations where we have some ground ups going. We've literally, our guys have managed to come up with washing stations where there is no water alongside the uh, job trailers and what have you. They've done a spectacular job. So in that respect, we've been very fortunate in that we've been able to keep almost all of our jobs active and going. I've talked to some contractors at, on there about their projects and some of them, and depending on what state they're in, they made essential others, you know, but depending on what state obviously you're in, right. uh, some of them have said that they've gone into a staggered schedule. Like some of the older guys, they like to come in earlier. Some of the 
millennials that are in there, they want to come in a little later. And have you done any of that as far as there, there has been some of that most, you know, it really is being driven by what our superintendents and we give our superintendents a wide degree of power on these things in everything, whether it's the job or, or in this particular instance, we've told them, be smart, be safe, use common sense, follow the guidelines of your local jurisdiction, you know, make sure you're cooperating. And the other thing is we're not forcing, particularly uh, subcontractors or vendors, if they're not comfortable, then either try and figure out a way, can you make them comfortable or work around it? And such things as staggering some people in, if it's a flooring contractor or what have you, he may, in a lot of cases, this is better for him anyways, he'll come in at the end of the day so he doesn't have people working on sure. his stuff. So again, we're maintaining that those opportunities for safe distancing and what have you. But the superintendents and the project managers, I think, have done a, a fabulous job of, of working and coordinating. And again, we want to be sensitive to and we want to be respectful to everybody's concerns because it's obviously is a huge concern. It's and it's legitimate. This isn't like people are trying to figure out ways to get out of doing something because we found most of our subcontractors and vendors, they want to work. They want to be on these jobs. So we just have to work in cooperation with them and they've done a good job. So most of our subcontractors have, I think, appreciated it. The fact that they, we have worked with them and are able to keep them going and, and make them, uh, obviously, they need the income just like the rest of us do at this stage. So looking, thinking positively down the road, the economy is going to open up eventually. Yep. Thinking about whether it's the next month, the next couple of weeks, depending on demographically, obviously New York's going to open up later than, let's say, someone in the Midwest and so forth with not as dense population. Do you have a plan of attack there as far as it's not like it's going to be flipping on a switch, but you're already continuing working. Some of, I'm sure some of your clients have said, hey, as soon as the economy gets coming, we want to get rolling again and so forth. What's your, you know, your outlook on that? Well, we've taken the approach that we're anticipating that things are going to pick up, hopefully quickly, but again, we don't know. That's one of the reasons we did file for the payroll protection plan. We filed early. We worked with our accountants. We worked with our bank, which is a community bank. We were able to get our application in literally the day before it was due. They shepherded it through, and we were able to get approved, and we were funded last week, which was That's huge. Awesome. That was spectacular because we had made the de- or our group made the determination that you know what we're going to continue, and our anticipation, my anticipation is this thing is going to get over. Who knows when? But hopefully before too much longer. We've got some of our clients who have been taken the approach and their feeling is they had to shut down their operations. So they pulled back and they're not absolutely sure. They're kind of on a whole pattern. And as things develop, they're going to obviously make decisions. Some thought that they may push their entire 2020 program. It might get pushed up to 21. Some have said they're going to go ahead and just kind of wait and see, and hopefully they can get some of their projects in. And then we've also had some who thought and hoped that they could get most of it in. I think what's happened over the course of the last week, which I think is becoming, we've started to see it become more positive. Just what you hear on the news and what you're seeing in the papers and what have you. I think the feedback is starting to get a little more positive. I think people are starting to see, you know, there's some light at the end of the tunnel and it's not the train that's going to run you over necessarily. 
So we've even started in the last week to start hearing some differences from those people who thought, you know, we're not sure that we're going to be able to get going again this year, that we may just push out and, and hold on. We've started hearing them talk now that, hey, we think we're going to be able to get some more of our projects going. And we've had some say, you know what, the way we're going right now, our anticipation is we're going to have to try and get as much in as we can this year. And we're going to go like crazy when we can get going, which kind of falls in line. We, my feeling was that this thing was, once it got going, it was going to turn on, not overnight, not a light switch, but it was going to turn on. And I anticipated there's going to be a big surge. So we made the decision. We did not lay anybody off. We have everybody on our staff. We are continuing to do that. We want to keep our team intact so that when it does come on, and we're starting to see some things already starting to happen, that they're going to be ready. We can hit it. Because, again, my feeling is that it is going to come on. I think there's going to be some people who may have let people go, who may not be able to get geared up as fast. And we want to be in a position with our customers and those people that we're always talking to trying to add to our customer base. We're in a position to take off and go and make their jobs get finished, make ourselves available to them so that we can hopefully gain back. We've obviously lost a whole quarter. So you're not going to gain back a whole quarter, most likely over three quarters. But we're going to do our damnedest to get as much of it back as we can and build for this year so that we do have a successful year. And more importantly, our customers have a successful year and they know they can depend on us, that we're available, that we're here. We're doing things for them, such as some maintenance work that in the past we might not have been quite as interested in, but we're doing those things again to make ourselves valuable to them and also take some of these things off their plate that have been kind of nuisances and on those uh, lists that probably were always on the back burner because everybody was so busy. So we think it's going to be a good year still. Well, it's positive here, you know, someone that's still working. I mean, I've got a couple of construction projects that are locally uh, down the road that are still working. So I see stuff going on, but um, you can't buy into the doom and gloom of the media because uh, it just seemed like they just want the country to fail. That's not my DNA. That's why I'm still standing here today. And I look at the glass half full. I went through uh, the 76 gas lines. I'm giving my age away here. But uh, the internet bubble, the recession, (laughs) SIRS, Mars, swine flu, another virus. We're Americans. Yeah, we pick up uh, our bootstraps and uh, we keep on going. And that's that's the American way. It's the home of the free and... You know, and that's what you got to do. We've got a, a young staff and, you know, we've got a lot of guys on our staff who really for the last, let's face it, 12 years, these have been good times and they have not seen this. And we've always kind of teed it up. And I was always kind of expecting over the course of the last few years that this can't continue on forever. And it obviously went for a long, long time. So we've kind of made people aware of it, but you've got to keep a positive attitude. And that's one of the things we send out a regular letter to the entire group. We are keeping everybody informed. We have daily discussions with everybody between the project managers, the superintendents, the superintendent managers. They're constantly talking and keeping everybody informed as best as we possibly can. With It's a daily thing, and it's because it's being tweaked and it's being changed daily. But the big thing that I keep trying to get across to them is keep your heads up. I mean, this will be over just like everything else is over. And the guys who keep their heads up, who are working hard, doing the right things, they will be successful. They will come out of here. And for the most part, 
once it's over, you're going to be stronger than you were when you when before this thing came out, and the strong will survive. Darwin was not off the mark. The strong survive, and the weak will die. So keep a head up and get yourself out ahead of it, and we will actually do a, a great thing when it's over with, and we'll be better off before it's all over and done. Right on, Bill Moberger. I'm right there with you. You know, yep. stay positive, keep your head up, and put the blinders on. <clears throat> Don't buy into any of the doom and gloom that's out there. I mean, doesn't, some people are going to live in that. Some aren't. I, I'm not one of them. I mean, neither are you. So that's good nope. to know. Nope. We're going to finish this off. I just want you to, you know, give me one, uh, one word that you think, uh, you know, that the future brings other than positive, if you had to give one to our audience out there. It's hard to do it in one word, but I think bravery and persistence. I think those are two big words. Now, this has been something that nobody understood and nobody had any understanding of, but I think there's been a lot of bravery with a lot of people, and I think persistence is also there. You have those two things, and you know what? It's tough to beat you. I'm 100% with you there as well. Well, with that said, thank you, Mr. Moberger, for a few minutes of sharing your thoughts and telling us about your company and, and your success, and we wish you uh, much prosperity as uh, time goes on. Uh, we're keeping the faith that uh, this whole thing will be over when we beat this darn bug and get back to our normal daily lives and prosperity. And uh, we'll be more prepared down the road when something else like this happens. Uh, That's you know, right. Uh, That's right, David. I agree 100%. Well, stay safe up there in Ohio. And uh, all you uh, visitors out there on Commercial Construction Coffee Talk, we hope you come back to one of our future podcasts. We'll be doing one of these about every week to 10 days. And... Um, We'll go from there. So stay safe out there. Wash your hands, social distance, all that good stuff. And thanks for listening. Thanks, Dave. We'll see you soon. Appreciate see it. you later, Bill. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye.